Welcome to What's Working in Washington. I'm Jonathan Aberman. Today, surprising findings from a new study on cybersecurity entrepreneurs. Yeah, we, we did look at women and we found um, in cybersecurity in this region, um, we still have a little bit to go in terms of women's participation. While many people talk about the cybersecurity industry, when they talk about it with data, our next guest is responsible for a lot of the data that we now use to define what's going on here in the Washington region around cybersecurity. That's Professor Ron Carmel. He is with American University and he's the director of AU's Center for Business in the Capital. Ron, thanks for taking the time. Good afternoon, Jonathan. It's great to see you. And you've got some news for us. You've just finished another study which is going to further increase our understanding of the cybersecurity industry. So what are you up to? So we've been talking about the cybersecurity industry here in Washington for quite a number of years. It's clear that Washington is one of the three major cybersecurity clusters of the world. There's Silicon Valley, which is the undisputed number one. There's Washington. And uh, another third one is outside the United States. It's, it's in Israel. But let's talk about ours right here, the one right here. So we uh, we want to look at uh, how closely the roots of the ecosystem of this cybersecurity cluster, the companies in, in our cluster here in Washington, are rooted in the national security ecosystem. And what, what do I mean by the national security ecosystem? Well, one is the government. It's the intelligence services, it's the military, it's the defense, and so on. Department of Homeland Security. And the other are all the contracting firms, uh, hundreds of them around the Beltway, uh, that, uh, that serve the, our nation's intelligence and defense and government. So when people have talked about this, the, the common statement is that a lot of our cybersecurity businesses come out of national security, but you've got data now that actually shows how many do. That's right. And I'll start with the, what I think is the most compelling statistic that we, we found, which is when we looked at the founders of these companies, and so uh, some of these companies, these pure play cybersecurity companies, some of them have one founder, some of them have two, a few of them have more than two. So when we looked at the founders of these companies, what we found is that 72% of the companies, so these pure play cybersecurity companies in this region, uh, came out of the national security ecosystem. So again, that they came out of e either on the government or mil and military into slash intelligence side, or they came out of the big ecosystem of contractors who serve the government. 72%. So the roots in, our, in this ecosystem of this region are very, very strong. And now we have the data to support that. That is a really large number. It seems to me, though, that uh, it also belies the idea that we don't have entrepreneurs in this region, because uh, I understand from your data that you saw a, a particularly large percentage of people who actually have started businesses before they started the most recent one. That's right. It's it's actually uh, a little bit larger than I expected. Uh, of, these found, of these companies, 35% of them had at least one serial entrepreneur in the company, and of the entire pool of all the founders, there's 264 in our pool, 26% um, of them are serial entrepreneurs. They, they, this is their second or third or fourth round. It's, it's very impressive. And that's good. That, that means that uh, this is a healthy ecosystem. That's what you want in a healthy ecosystem. And that's your area of study. You've come to cybersecurity as a way to understand industry, but your expertise is in industrial clusters. And my understanding is that if you're really trying to figure out if you have a good ecosystem to create new businesses that grow rapidly, you you have to have a, law, a large number of serial entrepreneurs in the ecosystem. So this is a big deal for us. Yeah, it is. And, and we also have some interesting cases. Uh, 
there's some uh, some people that uh, Jonathan you know well uh, like Ron Gula. So after he founded a company and uh, did very well with it, um, Tenable, and then he moved on to become a venture capitalist and to seed other companies. And that's exactly what you want in a healthy ecosystem. What did you? What else did you find that you really were struck by? One is local roots. Uh, not entirely surprising, but but it's I think it's worthwhile hearing is that 87% of the companies, the pure play cybersecurity companies in this region, um, have local roots. Um, and that's that's high. 88% of the firms have founders who uh, actually know something about cybersecurity. Um, so, and that's uh, that's a high number. Um, that's a big we, deal, isn't we, it? Yeah. I, you know, it's funny because it, it's always struck me that uh, you can start a, a light internet startup. You know, I kid it around and said Facebook for cats. You don't necessarily... You don't even have to understand technology if you can hire a CTO, but it doesn't sound to me from your data that you can BS cybersecurity. You either know it or you don't. Yeah. We were talking about what happened. So we said 88% of the firms have uh, at least one person who has backgrounds in cyber, um, and we were really scratching our heads about the other 12%. <laughs> I guess they're good at emptying trash cans or something. <laughs> <laughs> the other uh, the other stat that, um, that you and I were talking about is the university as a, an incubator for uh, innovation in cybersecurity. And when you think about uh, the classic uh, cl- uh, technology cluster, which is Silicon Valley, there the... The university that incubates so much of it is Stanford University, and that's been the case for so many years. And and we don't see that in cybersecurity. Only 13% of of these uh, companies here in this region have in any way been incubated by at least one of the founders uh, at a university in a job or in a a research center. Um, So only 13%. That means 87% have no university roots at all. In other words, the incubator for cybersecurity in this region is is not the university R&D, but rather the national security ecosystem. You know, that comports pretty closely with research I've done around uh, where federal R&D dollars go, and substantial majority don't go to universities here, it goes to industry. So one thing we haven't talked about yet are the demographics of entrepreneurship here in the region. Did you see anything interesting with respect to women representation in entrepreneurship or minority entrepreneurship? Yeah, we, we did look at women, and we found um, we found that uh, there were 22 firms that were founded by at least one woman. Um, that's 8% of the total. Again, 8%. And then while, uh, while it's good that the, that's the case, um, it's lower than with the, the much larger data set of something. Uh, the benchmark that I used is the TechCrunch database, which, which has a very large number of entrepreneurial startups. And there, the numbers are, are really are double uh, in terms of the numbers of startups that have at least one woman in them. And so in cybersecurity in this region, um, we still have a little bit to go in terms of uh, women's participation. Sounds to me to be another flavor of we need to, since cyber is so engineering focused, um, it sounds to me like this is footing very much into the whole issue with respect to women in engineering and in the hard sciences. That's right. Good to know that you're helping our region call balls and strikes around, and this is a really useful report. Where can people find this online? The American University Kogut School of Business website, the Center for Business in the Capital. And we have our report from this year and from last year up there. Thanks for taking the time around, folks. Check out that report. Next time somebody tells you there's not an industry, there is an industry. Cybersecurity is big and getting bigger. Thanks.
Thanks for listening to What's Working in Washington. And a thank you to our sponsor, Montgomery County Economic Development Corporation. Their business development team can help you find the best talent, an ideal location, and the latest in market and business intelligence so you can do business successfully in the greater Washington region and Montgomery County. Your business success starts with MCEDC. Connect with them at thinkmoco.com. Support for this podcast comes from University of Maryland's Smith School of Business, where students learn to harness data to meet tomorrow's challenges. More information about the Smith School MBA program is available at rhsmith.umd.edu. Our executive producer is Tracy Madigan. Our online writer is Barbara Ulrich. Music provided by two D.C. region bands, Two Car Living Room, and The Sunbathers. And let us know who you think we should be talking to on the show. Tweet us at at What's Working DC. I'm Jonathan Aberman. Thanks for listening. Thank you.